I'm sure as you have heard from others, this sort of the spirit in Ephesians 6 is the only um, the only offensive weapon. It is the only uh, thing that uh, is in that armor of God, the panoply of God, the full armor of God in Ephesians 6 that actually is meant to be used as a weapon itself. Everything else has a defensive mindset first and uh, to protect the soldier uh, himself. And so this sort of the spirit, the word of God is our only inspired authority. And we began looking at that last Tuesday, as I said, and we quoted a few passages. First of all, 2 Timothy 3, verses 14 through 17, where the Apostle Paul in verses 16 and 17 says that the word of God is God-breathed. All scripture is God-breathed or inspired and is useful and profitable for everything that we need for teaching, for rebuking, for training in righteousness, so that uh, the servant of God uh, will be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so with the Word of God, with the Bible, we, we have all we need. That doesn't mean we don't consider other things and study other resources. Uh, any, any servant of God, Christian, minister, elder, teacher, whoever, Timothy 3.16, and is rather they were carried along by the Holy Spirit of God. Peter makes that claim in 2 Peter 1, and then he goes on to say that they themselves, these these first writers of Scripture, these apostles, they were, uh, they were eyewitnesses of what they saw. John himself makes a, a big point of that as he begins 1 John chapter. As he shared some of those uh, accounts. And so we realize that that's, that's what Scripture is about. Uh, one of the passages we referred to last week, Romans 10, 17, uh, faith comes by hearing the message of Christ. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, just just how important uh, is that? Well, it's absolutely vital. Scripture is authoritative and it's inspired and it's the only inspired word that we have. And so that's the authority that we go by. Bill's sermons and lessons are nice. But what you do is what the Berean Christians did in Acts 17 when they heard Paul preaching on that second mission journey. They went home and they got out the scrolls and they searched the scriptures every day to see if what Paul was saying was so. Well, my thinking is if the Apostle Paul can be checked up on, certainly Bill can be checked up on as well and should be. And should be every book you read, every sermon you uh, listen to, every podcast you listen to.
passages of scripture that we uh, consider today. And uh, a couple of others, we're going to look at a couple of Psalms on Thursday, Psalms 19 and 119. Uh, but today I want us to consider uh, these words out of Deuteronomy chapter 13. They're words that I've shared before in lessons, but I think they're so significant because they help us to see the value of learning and understanding and following the Word of God. Even in Old Testament times, that was the case, certainly the case now. Um, so Moses writes in, in Deuteronomy 13, if a prophet or one who foretells by dreams appears among you and announces to you a sign or wonder, and if the sign or wonder spoken of takes place. So let's start stop right there for a minute. This is an impressive prophet. He said something is going to happen, and it does. And it does, unlike many prophets, so-called. the end of the world and it doesn't happen they just say oh well this this is why and so but the real date is going to be credibility with thinking people of the world because they see right through that. Well, in Moses' case, in this case, Moses is talking about somebody who actually makes a prophecy and it actually happens, but he says, and that prophet says, let us follow other gods, gods you have not known, and let us worship them. Verse three says, you must not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer. The Lord your God is testing you to find out whether you love him with all your heart and with all your soul. It is the Lord God you must follow and him you must revere. Keep his commands and obey him. Serve him and hold fast to him. If someone doesn't want to follow the Bible, the word of God, what the word of God says is that they'll have options. He wanted to be in, in relationship with uh, his creative, created people in his image who chose to be in relationship with him. But to do that, we have to follow his word. In fact, this passage in Deuteronomy 13 uh, says that by following God's word, that's a part of our being willing to love the Lord our God with all of our heart and with all of our soul. Uh, the fact that we choose uh, to serve other gods or to not follow his word is an indication that we don't love him that strongly. And I think that is a great significant statement and passage. Uh, another significant statement is found in Galatians chapter one. In Galatians chapter one, as Paul begins this very scathing criticism of the, uh, the Jewish Christian leaders of the churches to which he was writing in Galatians, the book of Galatians, he says this in Galatians 1, verses 8 and 9, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. 
as we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Well, I can tell you if an angel popped up in the middle of our church service and said, this is wrong, you need to be doing this instead, I'd be pretty impressed. First of all, you'd probably have to use the smelling salts to bring me around. But the truth of the matter is if that even if an angel in all of an angel's angelic glory appeared and said, look, let's do something other than what the Bible says, then that angel is under God's curse. It's to be accursed. And so that's pretty impressive about what this word says. That gives us a, a real indication of how critical and how important uh, this inspired word, how authoritative this inspired word is. As you probably know, towards the end of the Bible, almost at the very end in Revelation 22, verses 18 and 19, there's a stern warning given saying, don't add to or take away from the inspired word of God. Because if you add to it, then God will add to you the curses and the, the punishment that's talked about here. And if you take away from it, then God will also take away from you the blessings that are spoken of in this great book. And so we understand that we are called upon to love God's word and to love God and to love him enough that we would actually spend time trying to learn what God's word says and then apply it to our lives. We'll talk more about that uh, perhaps in just a few moments. Uh, but I want us to look at a couple of passages from the book of Hebrews today. First of all, Hebrews chapter 4. You probably figured that one out because of the title of this lesson. The sword of the spirit of is hidden from God. He must give account. Well, let's start with the second verse that we just read. And that makes us nervous, right? To know that God is watching. Uh, the psalmist talked about that in, uh, in Psalm 139, that wherever we go, God is there. He knows us from the time we're in our womb. Uh, in Psalm 139, a great passage that reminds us that uh, from conception on, that is life. That is a human life. And science is bearing that. then that is a comforting and assuring thought that God's presence is always with us, that there's nowhere we can go and escape him. We don't want to escape him. I think that's the worst thing about hell, not the punishment, but the fact that for eternity you are away from God. And yet at the same time, that's the greatest thing about heaven, that for eternity we are with 
the Lord. So they will be with the Lord forever. That great comforting, encouraging passage at the end of 1 Thessalonians 4 says. So everything is uncovered and we're okay with that because we have the blood of Christ that saves us and provides forgiveness uh, for us, even though we are sinners. But penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. No physical sword can do that. No laser beam, <laughs> no uh, cannon shot, nothing can do that. It can only destroy physically and separate physical parts, but it cannot do anything about the spirit and the spiritual parts. Uh, the Word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged. Good afternoon to all on Tuesday afternoon, and that means it is time for Bill's Facebook Bible study. It is great to be with you and to join you in taking a look at the wonderful passage in Ephesians 6 about the armor of God. I am looking forward to these lessons this little uh, schedule note uh, next week uh, instead of doing this Bible study in the afternoons I'll be hanging out with my kids and grandkids from Maryland pretty excited about that so uh, this is one of those sorry not sorry <laughs> and uh, we look forward to having them with us and being able to spend some time together so we'll put off this study next week uh, but we will be meeting today obviously and also next uh, this coming Thursday and then next week we'll take some time off. So hopefully we'll have a few folks joining us for this study or perhaps watching a little bit later. The summer uh, studies, we know that it's great. And if we don't, that's okay too. It's great to have you joining us, whether it's live or uh, uh and West Irwin Live uh, Facebook pages. So as I said on uh, this past week on Tuesday, we uh, started looking at this subject of the sword of the spirit, the word of God. And uh, as we consider that today, I want us to take a look a little bit more at the authority uh, of the word of God and how authoritative it is and the value that that has for us and the uh, responsibility that we have uh, to read it, to study it, to learn it, and then, of course, to be willing to be obedient to it. So I'm looking forward to spending this time with you. I've got my collar here all messed up, and that's okay. I'm just going to kind of make an attempt, and then I'm done. There we go. <laughs> it's always a little bit humbling.
I'm sure as you have heard from others, this sword of the spirit in Ephesians 6 is the only um, the only offensive weapon. It is the only uh, thing that uh, is in that armor of God, the panoply of God, the full armor of God in Ephesians 6 that actually is meant to be used as a weapon itself. Everything else has a defensive mindset first and uh, to protect the soldier uh, himself. And so this sword of the spirit, the word of God, is our only inspired authority. And we began looking at that last Tuesday, as I said, and we quoted a few passages. First of all, 2 Timothy 3, verses 14 through 17, where the Apostle Paul in verses 16 and 17 says that the word of God is God-breathed. All scripture is God-breathed or inspired and is useful and profitable for everything that we need, for teaching, for rebuking, for training in righteousness, so that uh, the servant of God uh, will be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so with the word of God, with the Bible, we, we have all we need. That doesn't mean we don't consider other things and study other resources. Uh, any, any servant of God, Christian, minister, elder, teacher, whoever, uh, Timothy 3.16 and is rather they were carried along by the Holy Spirit of God. Peter makes that claim in 2 Peter 1. And then he goes on to say that they themselves, these, these first writers of Scripture, these apostles, they were, uh, they were eyewitnesses of what they saw. John himself makes a, a big point of that as he begins 1 John as he shared some of those uh, accounts. And so we realize that that's, that's what scripture is about. Uh, one of the passages we referred to last week, Romans 10, 17, uh, faith comes by hearing the message of Christ. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, just, just how important uh, is that? Well, it's absolutely vital. Scripture is authoritative, and it's inspired, and it's the only inspired word that we have. And so that's the authority that we go by. Bill's sermons and lessons are nice, but what you do is what the Berean Christians did in Acts 17 when they heard Paul preaching on that second mission journey. They went home, and they got out the scrolls, and they searched the scriptures every day to see if what Paul was saying was so. Well, my thinking is if the Apostle Paul can be checked up on, certainly Bill can be checked up on as well and should be and should be. Every book you read, every sermon you uh, listen to, every podcast you listen to.
passages of scripture that we uh, consider today. And uh, a couple of others, we're going to look at a couple of Psalms on Thursday, Psalms 19 and 119. Uh, but today I want us to consider uh, these words out of Deuteronomy chapter 13. They're words that I've shared before in lessons, but I think they're so significant because they help us to see the value of learning and understanding and following the Word of God. Even in Old Testament times, that was the case, certainly the case now. Um, so Moses writes in, in Deuteronomy 13, if a prophet or one who foretells by dreams appears among you and announces to you a sign or wonder, and if the sign or wonder spoken of takes place. So let's start, stop right there for a minute. This is an impressive prophet. He said something is going to happen, and it does. And it does, unlike many prophets, so-called. the end of the world and it doesn't happen they just say oh well this this is why and so but the real date is going to be credibility with thinking people of the world because they see right through that. Well, in Moses' case, in this case, Moses is talking about somebody who actually makes a prophecy and it actually happens, but he says, and that prophet says, let us follow other gods, gods you have not known, and let us worship them. Verse three says, you must not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer. The Lord your God is testing you to find out whether you love him with all your heart and with all your soul. It is the Lord God you must follow and him you must revere. Keep his commands and obey him. Serve him and hold fast to him. If someone doesn't want to follow the Bible, the word of God, what the word of God says is that they'll have options. He wanted to be in, in relationship with uh, his creative, created people in his image who chose to be in relationship with him. But to do that, we have to follow his word. In fact, this passage in Deuteronomy 13 uh, says that by following God's word, that's a part of our being willing to love the Lord our God with all of our heart and with all of our soul. Uh, the fact that we choose uh, to serve other gods or to not follow his word is an indication that we don't love him that strongly. And I think that is a great significant statement and passage. Uh, another significant statement is found in Galatians chapter 1. In Galatians chapter 1, as Paul begins this very scathing criticism of the, uh, the Jewish Christian leaders, of the churches to which he was writing in Galatians, the book of Galatians, he says this in Galatians 1, verses 8 and 9, But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. 
As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Well, I can tell you if an angel popped up in the middle of our church service and said, this is wrong, you need to be doing this instead, I'd be pretty impressed. First of all, you'd probably have to use the smelling salts to bring me around. But the truth of the matter is if that even if an angel in all of an angel's angelic glory <laughs> appeared and said, look, let's do something other than what the Bible says, then that angel is under God's curse. It's to be accursed. And so that's pretty impressive about what this word says. That gives us a, a real indication of how critical and how important uh, this inspired word, how authoritative this inspired word is. As you probably know, towards the end of the Bible, almost at the very end in Revelation 22, verses 18 and 19, there's a stern warning given saying, don't add to or take away from the inspired word of God. Because if you add to it, then God will add to you the curses and the, the punishment that's talked about here. And if you take away from it, then God will also take away from you the blessings that are spoken of in this great book. And so we understand that we are called upon to love God's word and to love God and to love him enough that we would actually spend time trying to learn what God's word says and then apply it to our lives. We'll talk more about that uh, perhaps in just a few moments. Uh, but I want us to look at a couple of passages from the book of Hebrews today. First of all, Hebrews chapter 4. You probably figured that one out because of the title of this lesson. The sword of the spirit of is hidden from he must give account well let's start with the second verse that we just read and that makes us nervous right to know that God is watching uh, the psalmist talked about that in uh, in Psalm 139 that wherever we go God is there he knows us from the time we're in our womb uh, in Psalm 139 a great passage that reminds us that uh, from conception on, that is life. That is a human life. And science is bearing that. then that is a comforting and assuring thought that God's presence is always with us, that there's nowhere we can go and escape him. We don't want to escape him. I think that's the worst thing about hell, not the punishment, but the fact that for eternity you are away from God. And yet at the same time, that's the greatest thing about heaven, that for eternity we are with 
the Lord. So they will be with the Lord forever. That great comforting, encouraging passage at the end of 1 Thessalonians 4 says. So everything is uncovered and we're okay with that because we have the blood of Christ that saves us and provides forgiveness uh, for us even though we are sinners. But penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. No physical sword can do that. No laser beam, <laughs> no uh, cannon shot, nothing can do that. It can only destroy physically and separate physical parts, but it cannot do anything about the spirit and the spiritual parts. Uh, the Word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged